Hello, and welcome to I Am JDB. I'm your host Jim, and together with my Disney princess Nikki, we'll be your guides to this week in geek, covering the latest in movies and streaming TV shows. This week, we're looking at the state of the WB and walking like an Egyptian as we talk about episode three of Marvel Studios Moon Knight. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, so it's episode 15. We got a. How? How? How is it episode 15? Well, that's quite simple. Every week we've recorded a podcast without any gaps. It's gone fast, and it's hasn't it? It's been 15 weeks. Even when I had COVID. Even when you had COVID. Mmm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about this week, as always. I know I say that every week, but... There really is. It is, yeah. Okay, and we're going to start with the WB. Uh, because there's a big structure shake-up at the WB this week, as Warner Brothers have now merged with Discovery to form the new corporate entity, Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh. What an imaginative name. <laughs> That's boring. Yeah. Uh, so they intend this to be on the same level as Disney or Netflix, corporation-wise. Um, Hang on, who did Disney take over? Did they not... Fox. No, what channel did they end up with? Discovery Channel. National Geographic. National Geographic, that's all getting muddled. Yeah. Oh, that's Disney, very Disney similar. made a lot of acquisitions in the past, but the most recent one being the Fox Company, which so, we'll talk about later on. Okay, so Disney has National Geographic, but Warner Brothers now has... Discovery, Discovery. Or, or Discovery has Warner Brothers, if you want to look at it that way. Mm, okay. Um, so one of the first things on the agenda is, not surprisingly... The DC Extended Universe, or DCEU for short. And they're considering an overhaul of the brand. Uh, noting that although movies like Aquaman and the most recent The Batman did in fact make money, top shelf IP like Superman really needs to be revitalised. It's just being left okay. to stagnate at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I know um, it's quite an old-fashioned um, superhero to think of. And they, superhero. they've noticed that films like Todd Phillips' Joker... And also characters like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn or John Cena's Peacemaker, a great example of how second-tier characters could be a success in the right hands. Yeah, exactly. So new CEO David Vaslav, he wants the disparate elements of the DC Universe pulled together into a more cohesive whole, and he's on the hunt for their equivalent of Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige to achieve this forum. Well, I guess they've taken time to look at the Marvel MCU and go, hang on a minute, that works. Maybe we should try and do yeah, something. Yeah, it works similar. because Kevin Feige is behind it. He's a genius. Making sure everything runs smoothly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, David Vaslav, if you think you're going to find another Kevin Feige, someone with this wealth of experience, someone who came up during the studio system, don't forget yeah, yeah. he was a produ production assistant on the X-Men movies, on mm -hmm. Blade, on the Spider-Man films with mm -hmm. A.V.A. Rad and Sam Raimi. Mm -hmm. He knows his stuff. Yeah, I mean, and loves it. And good, has good luck finding someone from the from the industry yeah. who's that passionate about DC Comics as Kevin Feige is about Marvel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so expect to see more st <clears throat> more streaming spin-offs of DC EU movies as Peacemaker was a huge hit worldwide. Loved Peacemaker. Can't say a bad thing about Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, also, WB has unfortunately decided to press pause on the Wizarding World's Fantastic Beasts franchise. <sighs> As the latest movie, Secrets of Dumbledore, did not perform as they expected it to. Didn't rake in as much money as either of the first two instalments. And this has been attributed to recent hateful comments against the trans community by author and Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling. And also the quite baffling and disgusting public behaviour of star Ezra Miller, who allegedly choked a fan in Iceland two years ago and recently assaulted bar goers in Hawaii on a night out 
and even threatened to kill the people he was staying with in the middle of the night in their own bedroom in their own house. He sounds like a lovely balanced person to work with. He played Credence in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. And it's not surprising that given this attitude, DC have decided to pump the brakes on the long-awaited Flash movie until late 2023. Right. Now, I don't like talking about controversy and, and... and nasty stuff on this podcast. I want this stuff to be yeah. fun and stuff that I'm excited yeah. about, but I can't ignore that anymore. No, exactly. And as you know, like, I think it surprises people when I say, like, I like Harry Potter, but I'm not, like, into Harry <coughs> Potter like yeah. I am with Disney and Marvel. But, you know, I really love the Fantastic Beast movies and the whole concept No, the first of, one was fantastic. Like, really I... was fantastic. The second one, I'm not... Yeah... I just think we need more Newt Scaramanga. Well, they started it? making it more about evil, do- evil Johnny Depp than about yeah. the the, uh, the the magical creatures. Yeah. I think that's where it started to lose yeah, its no, way. In my I agree eyes. with you, and I think potentially if they get it back on track and just actually make it about this magic zoologist Newt as he goes round the world saving people, because actually, again, you know, people really love the cute creatures or the scary. Yeah, creatures. exactly. I mean, and how fantastic. Look at- Look at stuff like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, if you think when we was in Universal, we went on the Hagrid's magical... gone. you have to remind me of the name. Magical <laughs> Beast ha- Hagrid's um, Fantastic... Venture. Fan- oh, what was it again? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the longest name roller coaster. Hagrid's Fantastic... No, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. There oh, we go. Well Nailed done. it. But that was all based around <laughs> Hagrid and some magical beasts that he was looking after and managing and so on that's been so popular that story coaster they could literally multiply this to the new gate which they're going to be opening up in uh, yeah, epic universe. universe yeah opens later on this year yeah. i would flipping love that that's right up my street they can have a magic zoo and all sorts but well they hey. made it there was going to be some kind of ministry of magic uh, attraction yeah. but after i i don't know where they're going to WB and Wizarding World is going to sit after this. Yeah, I imagine J.K. Rowling. I know the WB have been trying trying to get um, a, a a Wizarding World TV show. Yeah. Since HBO Max started, because that as far as they see that the fact they don't have that show is money left on the table. Yeah. When Marvel have all these, or Marvel and Star Wars mm-hmm. have all these shows that are. Yeah, bringing yeah. in new viewers and how we see how those shows <clears throat> lead people to the parks and vice versa so it could yeah you're right it could be a money magnet if they would play their cards right shame anyway that's enough about corporate synergy for now on with the news we're staying with wb hbo hbo max and sky and uh, hbo max and actor producer charlie charlie theron uh, they're developing an Aqualad TV show for the streamer. This is possibly going to be a spin-off of the uh, Aquaman sequel, Lost Kingdom. Is and Aqualad a young version of Aquaman? There you go, you got it in one. Is it actually? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's going to adapt the YA graphic novel You Bought Me the Ocean by Alex Sanchez and Julie Morrow. It's going to introduce fan favourite LGBTQ character Jackson Hyde to the DC Extended Universe. Okay. Now Blue Beetle. Now, I said last week I wanted more Blue Beetle news, but not like this. Oh, what's it that seems that Hollywood veteran Sharon Stone, next to be seen in HBO Max's The Flight Attendant, has dropped out of her villainous role as Victoria Cord. Oh, okay. And been replaced by another female screen legend, Thamrune Louise's Susan Sarandon. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Raul Max Trujillo is still going to play Carapax, the indestructible man, so all's not lost. <laughs> HBO Max uh, teaming with um, 
J.J. Abrams Production Company, Bad Robot. Bad Robot. Yeah, they're, they're, they're teaming with him uh, for a reboot of Constantine. Really? Yeah. What, yeah. is in another movie? Mm, uh, well, it's, it's going to be a limited series on HBO Max. Uh, it's going to be following DC's popular supernatural detective, an eight-episode series, and it will combine elements of body horror, the occult, and urban action. It's going to shoot in both London and Morocco until early next year. Ooh. No word on casting yet, but UK writer Guy Bolton will pen the script. And Constantine has previously been adapted for the screen twice before. Once as a movie starring Keanu Reeves. Yeah, which I and the really other enjoyed. as a short-lived NBC show starring Matt Ryan. We did watch a few of those. Ah, uh, yeah. They aired on Amazon in the UK. Okay, yeah, I don't really remember them. And yeah, it's not confirmed whether this new take is going to be part of the DCEU or self-contained as of yet. Okay, alright, well I would totally be up for watching it because I like the Keanu Reeves movie a lot. Yeah, HBO Max is on fire this week, though. Uh, so much news to talk about. Uh, so, the Wonder Twins. Uh, this is, uh, in case you wonder, no connection to Wonder Woman or Wonder Vision. Okay. Uh, and they found their, their, their titular duo in KJ Apper, who plays Archie in, in CW's Riverdale, and Isabel May from the movie 1983. Now, Zan and Jane are a pair of alien twins that were first introduced in the cheesy 70s cartoon The Super Friends. Right. Along with... Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, and they've also appeared in an episode of Smallville. Uh, their powers manifest when they connect their hands and say, Wonder Twin powers, activate! Oh. Jaina can transform into any animal, Aww. and Zan can become any state of water. <laughs> well, who do you reckon got the best set of powers there? Yeah, again, it was the 70s. I'm sure there were a lot of sus- substances going around in the writers' room. <laughs> even like you know powers that necessarily work together that well i mean they, maybe they can oh no what if one of them transfers into like a whale and swims through the other one that's weird yeah How would that work? oh so anyway the screenwriter uh who's who, who recently wrote the rocks new movie black adam for the dceu hmm. uh, adam zitzko he's gonna write that so that, that's cool uh and still with hbo max They've announced a TV show based on the characters first introduced in the pages of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman, The Dead Boy Detectives. This is a big deal, trust me. Uh, Written by Steve Yockey, uh, who also recently wrote for The Flight Attendant. Uh, Jeremy Carver from Supernatural. Uh, Dead Boy Detectives is a ghost story that explores loss, grief and death through the lens of Edwin Payne and Charles Rowland. Two dead British teenagers and their very alive friend, Crystal Palace. I'm pretty sure there's a drag queen <laughs> called Crystal Palace. Right? It must be. So it's a lot like a vintage detective series, only darker and on acid. Okay. And also, it's another Neil Gaiman property. Yeah. Is this the fourth one of his that's out and about them? It must be the fifth. Because what have we got? We've got Good, Good Omens. Omen, Good Omens 2. Nancy Boys. And Nancy Boys. Sandman. Sandman. Oh, no, you're right. It is the fourth. Yeah, the fourth. Yeah. Gosh, he's busy, boys. So hang on. So he's got Good Omens on Netflix. Yeah. Nancy Boys is going to... Amazon, yeah. Um, Sandman is going to... Netflix. And Look, what... Sorry, Good Omens is Amazon as well. Oh, right, and this is going to HBO. Yeah, this is... HBO I love that Max. Neil's just like, I'm going to give this whoever I fancy. Which is astounding because, you know, Warner, uh, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers owns it and the Sandman's going to Netflix. But again, you can't fight Neil. He's obviously <laughs> exactly, he's a clever yeah. man, isn't he? So Clearly clever. he wanted to do the Sandman on his terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and as I've said so many times before, I, I can't wait to see the Sandman. Oh, but that sounds anyway, exciting, Jim. Back to Dead Boy Detectives. Uh, so the writers who uh, who, uh, who are connected to this show, they also wrote an episode of Doom Patrol, okay, uh, which featured the Dead Boy Detectives. But new actors have been cast to play those roles now. So Cassius Nelson, she was last seen in Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Rextrew and Jaden Reverie from The Lodge, they're all attached to Star as the main trio. Okay. Think it's going to be quite scary. Uh, I mean, the Dead Boy Detectives—they're really interesting characters. I can't. I I want you to see them first in the Sandman, so oh, you can okay. make your own mind up. I don't really want to spoil it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, moving on now to HBO and The Last of Us. And in a recent interview, Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal, hinted there might be deviations from the game's plot in HBO's upcoming adaptation. Oh. Uh, There's a very very creative way of honouring what's important and also preserving what's iconic to the experience of the video game, and to also include things you wouldn't necessarily expect, and then the directions you'd expect it to go, and then it might not. They're doing some really smart things, that's all I can say. That's what what Pedro said in the interview. Sounds like he was trying to very carefully pick his words. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So back to Barbie. Oh, we've yeah, we not have... talked about Barbie for a little while. Oh, but there's more Barbie casting news. Mm. Uh, for Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie's doll-based extravaganza. Will Ferrell from Anchorman. Really? Anchorman, yeah. He's joined the cast as... Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a glass cage of emotion. <laughs> Love Anchorman. <clears throat> He's joined the cast as a CEO, possibly of Mattel. If so, that's a very meta callback to his role as Lord Business in Lord and Miller's fantastic Lego movie. Yeah, it was. Also, Michael Cera, uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, George Ah, Michael from Arrested Development. He's been cast in this movie. (laughs) And Issa Rae, who starred with Kamal Nanjiani in the hilarious comedy The Lovebirds for Netflix. Yeah. She's going to be in it too. That makes three editions. Oh, it's going to be all such of a ro- good the, movie, isn't But those it? two actors' roles, like the dolls that inspired the movie, are being kept under wraps. Hey. <laughs> That's right. This movie is filming right now in London, and Margot Robbie had this to say, whatever you're thinking, we're going to give you something totally different. The thing you didn't know you wanted. And just before we started recording, Nikki, more news arrived. What? That even more cast, including Jamie Dimitriel... Some stuff lets flat. Oh, this floor is full of slips. That's right, my floor <laughs> is made of slips. Rhea Perlman, a classic actress from Cheers, classic yeah. sitcom. Uh, Emerald Fennell, uh, starred as uh, Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown. Okay. Uh, also wrote season two of Killing Eve and Ooh. also won an Oscar for the screenplay for Promising Young, uh, Promising Young Woman. Okay. She's going to be in it. And Kings- Kingsley Benadir from Peaky Blinders and next to be seen in P- Secret Invasion. Wow. They've all joined the project too. Oh, so... In the, literally the last 20 minutes before we started oh, recording. Oh, that's amazing. So basically, anybody who's anyone who's worth their salt has got a funny bone in their body has ended up in this movie. Yeah. Well, let's go through them again. We, Margot Robbie, Emma Mackey from Sex Education... Um, yeah. America Ferreira from Superstore mm. and Ugly Betty mm. Simu Liu from, from Shang-Chi and Ryan Gosling what a cast that they've assembled for a Barbie movie I, I know like when you first said about the Barbie movie I was like yeah okay but now I'm like I can't wait to see this it was Gre- Greta Gerwig and Noah Bumbuck as soon as I saw those names attached I was like yeah, this, is, this isn't going to be your run of the mill 
No. Cash in. This is going to be something to watch. Yeah. So now with NBC Universal, uh, we've only got one thing to mention this week about them. Uh, Fast and Furious 10. Vin oh. Diesel has announced via his Instagram account that Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson, will join Jason Momoa in the 10th instalment of the High Octane franchise, franchise when it smashes into cinemas next year. But is there a party bus? Uh, party bus has not been confirmed yet. <laughs> wow, the 10th one. We can but hope. Yeah, the 10th one. Hopefully it's better than the 9th because I was with them up till 8. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, and you're kind of quite lenient because like, everyone just likes fast cars and smashing stuff up, but... Yeah. You ready for a bit of Netflix news? Go for it. Okay, so Better Call Saul, the little prequel that could, returns for the first part of its final season this week. And if you, like many others, were wondering if we'd ever see Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul reprise their roles as Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, before the show ends, the answer is yes, bitch! Yeah! As Peter Gold... Magnets, yo! (laughs) Peter Gold, the co-creator of Better Call Saul, has confirmed... (laughs) And then uh, uh, the AMC Twitter account put out a little message confirming that they were both returning. Oh, that's exciting. This season. Uh, he says, I don't want to spoil things for the audience, but I will say the first question we have when we started the show is, are Walt and Jesse going to be in the show? So instead of evading it, I'm just going to say, yeah. Aww. How, or the circumstances, or anything, you're going to have to discover that for yourself. But let's just say it's one of the things I think you will discover this season. Oh, I can't wait. How do you think they're going to do it? Do you think we're going to get soul meeting them at their first meeting? No, because we saw their first meeting. I, oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know whether they're going to be in the background somewhere. Maybe. or. But hey, very cool that these two gentlemen were involved. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad was a monolith of entertainment. Back when it first aired. And, yeah, uh, I think how many shows now have been inspired by its model. Yeah. Uh, so Stranger Things now. Uh, the last trailer for the fourth season dropped last week. And the creators of Duffel Brothers have finally addressed the episode's runtime. Uh, the Duffel Brothers say every episode of Stranger Things season four is going to be over one hour long. Ah, oh, mini movies. Uh, they, they add, uh, we jokingly call it our Game of Thrones season because it's so spread out. I think that's what's so unique about the season. Let's hope it doesn't have a floppy ending. Uh, so volume one will drop on May 27th, the same day as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, well, I know which one I'm going to watch first. Hello there! Hello there, indeed. <laughs> uh, the Witcher now, and Netflix have announced that Upload star Robbie Amell is joining the cast for season three, as is Menga Zhang, who played Shang-Chi's sister in okay. Shang-Chi. She's joining the cast too. Um, so that yeah, that, that's an adaptation of the hit video game, uh, the hit video game for the streaming service starring Henry Cavill, Man of Steel. Sure. And if I said Nimona is coming to Netflix, does that mean anything to you? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, Nimona was originally a movie being developed by Fox-owned Blue Sky Animation until the Disney Fox acquisition of 2020, um, and then when they saw the LGBTQ themes in in the in the movie. Uh, they had uh, shareholders object. Disney made the controversial decision to scrap the project, oh. even though it was over seventy five percent complete. Oh, that's a shitty move, isn't it? Um, which is, uh, you know, it's the last I ever expected to hear from this project until on Wednesday, Netflix announced Nimona is coming to Netflix. Oh, amazing! Uh, so, in a future medieval land, shapeshifter Nimona, played by Chloe, uh, Chloe Grace uh, Moretz from Kickass. Yeah. She bursts into the lives of heroic knights, Riz Ahmed from Rogue One, and Eugene Lee Yang, and blow up everything they believe in. It's an epic animated film adapted by the groundbreaking comic by Noel Stevenson. 
who was also she worked on DuckTales, the animated series. Okay. Put quite a lot of her uh, creative input into that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that Nimona lives. It wasn't a movie I ever expected to see. No. So that's coming to Netflix later on in 2023. Yeah, disappointing that Disney just went, nah. But of course, there's been lots of controversy, haven't there, about the, the latest bits and pieces that are happening in Florida. Yeah, I mean, you only have to see what, what Disney have done to Blue Sky recently. Uh, it's, it's worth noting that back in the day, Blue Sky were a huge rival to Disney. Yeah. In fact, I can't remember what movie it was that got absolutely smashed up against Ice, Ice Age. But I know people lost their jobs because of Ice Age and the animosity is still there between Disney and Blue yeah, Sky. Sure. So yeah, now now they're completely shut down. And um, the last thing you'll see from them just hit Disney Plus. It was uh, Scrat Tales, oh, a spin-off okay. of the a spin-off of Ice, Ice Age. But apparently uh, Scrat does get his happy ending oh, in good. the last episode of the shorts. Yes, sweet. Oh, yeah. So uh, so yeah, so uh, uh, yeah. It's a shame, but anyway. Um Looking at Sony now and uh, Spump, the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters. Uh, Craven the Hunter is is a movie that they're making right now. And Levi Miller, uh, who played Pan in the uh, 20, 2015 movie about Peter Pan, he's joined the cast of uh, director J.C. Chandor and Aaron Johnson's uh, Marvel Comics adaptation, which is shaping up to have a great-looking cast, including Russell Crowe and West Side Story and Hamilton's Ariana DeBose. But Jim... Only time will tell... Sorry. Is Russell Crowe going to be fighting round the world? Oh, you'd hope, wouldn't you? I'd hope so. <laughs> uh, only time will tell if it was going to do better at the box office than Sony's most recent Morbius. Ah, oh, <laughs> When it releases in January. And the best joke I saw on Twitter about Morbius is, I'm not going to say that the Morbius franchise is dead, but a vulture did show up at the end. Yay. I do love vultures. <laughs> not the vulture. No, not the vulture. But vultures. Do you know when they're really hot, they <coughs> poo down their own legs as a way to cool themselves down? I did not Do you know think that. The character the vulture does that as well. Uh, I have to ask Michael Keaton. Or if he gets spooked, does he like spew puke everywhere? Because that's what vultures do too. Good to know. Yeah. Moving on to Apple TV now. And for all mankind, Apple's quite frankly excellent alternative history of the space race show. Love that. Created by Battlestar Galactica Ronald D. Moore, is returning for a third season on June the 10th. Oh, excellent. This time it's a race to Mars in their version of the 1990s. It looks to be the objective, but you never can tell in this constantly surprising show. Mm. And also, Apple have announced Dick Turpin. <laughs> Dick Turpin to you. Dick, Dick Turpin. <laughs> Uh, Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh no, is right. set to star in a brand new untitled comedy about the famous highwayman for Apple TV+. It's going to be directed by Ben Palmer from The Inbetweeners and written by Jeremy Dyson, League of Gentlemen. Oh, it sounds amazing. Quite frankly, stand and deliver. Yeah, and the creators of recent BBC show The Outlaws are also confirmed to be attached. Holy shit, this sounds amazing. Yeah, hopefully it'll be funnier than the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. That's gonna be amazing. When could we expect to see that? Uh, well, some 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 point in the over the next year, I guess. Oh. Apple TV are really fast with the turnarounds, aren't they? Uh, okay, so moving on and finishing that news section now with Disney, uh, Ahsoka. So some exciting Star Wars news now, as the Into the Spider Verse director Peter Ramsey has confirmed that he's going to direct at least one episode of Rosario Dawson's brand new show, Ahsoka, exploring the character after the events of The Mandalorian and Rebels. Okay. 
and and Mandalorian episode director and Jurassic World star Bryce Dallas Howard said in in an interview, "We don't talk about the baby." <laughs> she, did, she did say that in an interview. But in a more recent interview, she said, "Without giving anything away, you're going to love the Ahsoka show." I can't tell you anything, as usual, but I can say, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, you'll be greatly rewarded. Now, as we already know, that Hayden Christensen's confirmed to rep- reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker. Yes! Um, yeah, this is quite exciting news. Yes! I love, I love her work. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, she did the best episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, the, she's such an amazing The one all person. about the Mandalorian. But she she had her I'm kids. I'm sorry, but if you haven't seen it by now, you should have. She took her kids to set, didn't she? And how they didn't keep... How they managed to keep for, the story of For Brody two years, yeah. The secret. So that was the thing, wasn't it? She would tell her kids, we don't talk, talk about, about the baby. baby. We don't talk about the baby. Yeah, the baby may as well have been called Bruno. <laughs> oh, yeah. But oh my goodness. Does this mean lots of Anakin? I mean, fans of the Clone Wars be rewarded. I can't think of a bigger reward than that. I literally <coughs> will lose my shit. I don't doubt it. <laughs> and then you will all learn to love Anakin. Yes, you will all learn. Yes. <coughs> so Percy Jackson and the Olympians now. As previously reported, there's a Disney Plus TV show based on the Percy Jackson books in development. And author Rick Riordan announced on social media they finally found their lead actor in the form of 14-year-old Walker Scobell from The Adam Project. Okay, I like the Adam Project. Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic playing a younger version of Ryan Reynolds' character in that movie. Oh, he got his and... mannerisms so well. <laughs> oh, just just the way his speech, the yeah. way he emulated his speech was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And he's apparently, apparently he's a few, huge fan. He owns all the books. He literally owns all the books and the T-shirt. Oh, oh like, <laughs> so... a, like a mini Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out because James Bobin, Flight of the Concords, is directing the pilot. Present. Uh, Atlanta now, and three years after season two ended, Atlanta season three will finally release on Disney+. Plus. This comedy was created and written by Donald Glover, Community, The Lion King, and co-stars Brian Henry Tyree, Eternals, and Zazie Beetz, Deadpool 2. It's about two cousins trying to lift themselves and their families out of poverty, and this season will be set almost entirely in Europe as we follow Paperboy, Paperboy, ah. all about the Paperboy! Yeah. And his entourage in, on their European tour. Oh, now, half the season's already aired in the United States and oh. it starts on the 29th of June in the UK. Oh, OK, not too long to wait then. And finally in news this week, Ironheart. Uh, Marvel Studios' Ironheart, the upcoming armour-based Disney Plus TV show spinning out of the events of November's Black Panther sequel, finally found directors for its episodes in Sam Bailey uh, for Dear White People from Netflix uh, and Angela Barnes from Atlanta, but also Mythic Quest. So it's going to be made in, in uh, association with Proximity Media, which is Ryan Coogler, uh, Black Panther director's production company. And it's going to be released some point in 2023. Lovely. So now time for In uh, we lost We lost the legendary Gilbert Gottfried. He's uh, probably best known as the voice of Jafar's sarcastic parrot sidekick Iago in Disney's hit animated feature Aladdin, plus both sequels and all 83 episodes of the animated series. Yeah. He passed away this week at the age of 69 and leaves behind a huge wealth of voiceover performances of everything from Spongebob Squarepants to Family Guy. I'll always remember him personally as Mr Peabody in Problem Child when I was younger. Oh gosh, he was, wasn't he? Rest in in peace, Gilbert. (laughs) Yeah, I know, that was such sad news that was. 
So now it's time for the spoiler alert. The Jekyll Clarion, as it's come to be known. <clears throat> as we talk about episode three of Moon Knight. Now, we have uh, got a new Facebook group running uh, called Friends of... Um... I am JDB, yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't know the title of this either. No, it's too dyslexic and friendly <laughs> for me. I love the fact you can't pronounce the title of our podcast. That's okay. Um, but... We ran a poll this week asking, do we have yeah. enough jackals? Is there the jackal balance correct? Or, quite honestly, do you need more... Uh, is there too many jackals? And so far, everyone's in agreement that we're kind of not enough jackals and uh, just the right balance of jackals. So I'm just going to give you another jackal. Yeah, that's much appreciated. You're welcome. And if you go back and listen to the last three podcasts... You'll notice they're all different jackals. Not different species. Just different different, different jackals different, at different times. Yeah, doing different jackally things. But why are we playing jackals, Jim? Because we're going to talk about episode three of Moon Knight. We're going to talk about episode three of Moon Knight. We, we are, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, so we open with Layla getting some dodgy documents to follow Mark to Cairo. Uh, thanks to the acquisition of the Scarab last week, Harrow's creepy cult have discovered the location of Amit's tomb. And I don't know about you, but I got huge Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes from oh, this. This episode was very Raiders fun. Yeah, it's no secret that Raiders is one of Kevin Feige's and my favourite movies of all time. Well, you and Kevin Feige obviously had a chat about it, didn't you? <laughs> we then switched to Spectre, uh, following a lead to Harrow, initiating a fight scene reminiscent of the early Daniel Craig Bond movies, like Casino Royale. Very kinetic and very cool, in my opinion. Uh, Stephen reflects in a dagger and begs Mark to stop taking control of the body. Yeah. Uh, and and he and, yeah he puts Mark in a cab to the airport, and we get a Bond-born uh, in, inspired market chase. Stephen takes over in the mirror when Mark regains consciousness. He's just stabbed all but one guy, uh, and at Conchie's request, interrogates the last one by a sheer drop. Mm-hmm. But he'd rather jump than talk. Yeah. So is he committed to Amit? Um, so both alters then argue about the dead bodies, both denying the involvement. So that raises the question, is there a third alter in the show that we've not seen yet? I say yes! In the comics, the third is Jake Lockley, the streetwise cabbie detective. But who is Jake in the show? He seems to be the most violent of the three. Conshu's champion? Favourite? Um, I wouldn't say favourite, because if it was his favourite, then surely he would just always have Jake at the front. Mm, well, maybe he does and they don't know about it. No, I think it's more likely he he's in that body... And the other two aren't aware of his presence because I don't know how much consciousness they have when they're not in control. So do they just basically get parked at the back, essentially? There could there could be so many hidden extra people no, yeah, in these entirely bodies. True. Um, and I'm maybe totally Jake kid. has had run-ins with these people before and just knows that he needs to deal with them in a swift, quick way. Or maybe he's trying to get <clears> Conchu's <throat> favour back by acting in a rash way. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Conchu then calls a, a conference of the gods, which really reminded me of the House of the Rock scene in Neil Gaiman's fantasy novel American Gods. Uh, darkening, yeah, because we're actually in a pyramid, aren't we? He darkens the sky and the portal takes him inside the Great Pyramid of Giza, which Stephen fanboys about, which is really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> After working in the, in the uh, London Museum, and then suddenly there he is. 
inside the pyramid with all the artefacts. Yeah, so Conchi tells the other gods uh, through their respective avatars of Harrow's plan, uh, which Harrow appears and denies, and with no proof the moon god fails to convince his peers. Thankfully, the avatar of Hathor takes pity on Mark and gives him a lead to find the sarcophagus of Senfu, who also knew that the tomb of Amit's uh, location. Uh, Layla, Layla finally catches up with Mark, and it's undeniable the pair have big Indian Marian energy. Yeah. Uh, great on-screen on, on chemistry between these two, especially on the notebook to Cairo scene, uh, where they mention their wedding. Uh, they arrive at the, uh, the home of the associate of, of Layla's, Art Feith Anton Mogart, who in the comics is a classic Moon Knight villain, Midnight Man, uh, a really cheesy jewel thief, uh, who, who pull, he pulls heists at uh, what time do you reckon? Uh, midnight? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and after Grant and Spectre work together to decipher the secrets of the sarcophagus, Harrow arrives and destroys it. Yeah, what was really interesting was the way <clears throat> that Mark had to take over the body and actually fit, solve it, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, hang uh, on, I'm getting Stephen. wrong. Stephen, sorry, Stephen. yeah. Because uh, the, girl, the girlfriend, Layla... Yeah, she was basically saying, "Come on, we don't need your brawn. We need Stephen's knowledge. Get out of the way." Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's it's great that he's so knowledgeable about stuff like this. Um, so Mark becomes Moon Knight to fight off Mogart and Harrow's combined forces, and in the melee, we see that Layla can take care of herself. <laughs> um, she really can, doesn't she? I mean, yeah. you can see she's martial arts trained on. Her something. necklace was daggers. Her necklace was daggers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but quite honestly, uh, accessorise, hurry up and make that, because I would flip and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it has to be daggers. <laughs> no, it has to be diamonds. It has to be daggers. Yeah. It's also mentioned that she spent time in classic comic location Madripoor, yes. which was recently introduced in the MCU in Falcon and the Winter Soldier last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark concedes he needs... Uh, Stephen's Egypt Egyptology expertise to find Amit's tomb and we see Layla starting to warm to her husband's gentle altar as Con as Conchu and Mr Knight turn back the night sky yeah what do you reckon she might end up having an um, affair with Stephen how would interesting, that work? interesting love triangle I know it's like help I'm in love with my <laughs> with my wife with my husband's alternative <laughs> personality that's an oddity Yes, yeah, so Conchu and Mr Knight turn back the night sky to mark the location of their shared objective. Unfortunately, this does not go unnoticed by the other gods of Egypt. No, because they changed the sky. And just like <laughs> his comic book inspiration before him, Conchu is imprisoned inside a statue, or Ushabti, leaving Stephen slash Mark out for the count and completely powerless yeah, as Harrow gloats over his fallen master. Yeah, because they haven't got the um, access to the suit, have they, without Conchu? No. Completely powerless. So this makes me wonder if uh, the third altar is going to take over. Hmm. I think Layla's got a lot about her that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, it was interesting in the first scene. I forgot to mention this earlier, but in the first scene when she's talking to her mentor uh, in the in the uh, yes the forgery place. Yeah. Uh, she 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 says, uh, "What would her father think of his little scarab?" Yeah. Now, it's been rumoured that she may be the comic book character of the Scarlet Scarab. Oh, OK. And, I mean... I mean it's better than a poop scarab. That fight scene would uh, indicate that, she, yeah, this could 
Because the the forger, an archaeologist, talking about your father and how proud he was, and da 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 da. da. So is he someone else to be looking out for? I don't know. I kind of assumed that he was killed in whatever thing my Mark Spector was involved in, which involved in getting possessed by Conchu. But I could be wrong. Potentially. Anyway, that was episode three of Moon Knight. I very much enjoyed it. What did you think? Let us know on our Facebook group or on Twitter at IMJDB Podcast. Mm Mhm. Absolutely. So this week, upcoming, uh, Doctor Who, Legend of the Sea Devils airs tonight. But we're probably recording the podcast while this is on, so we'll catch it on the iPlayer. Yeah, uh, it looks like a hell of a lot of fun, full of pirates, sea devils and mayhem. And sea shanties! And sea shanties, yes, exactly. Because yeah. we know how hip the kids are with the Oh yeah, the, the kids on the TikToks, they love, they love the, the sea shanties. All the TikToks. All the TikToks, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I posted the the, the, uh, the one the BBC released to promote uh, Legend of the Sea Devils on our Facebook group, uh, Friends of IMJDB. Mm-hmm. It's a free group. Uh, you can yeah. any anybody can join. It's a public group, uh, and basically we can talk about the posters and the trailers and the podcast. Yeah. Uh, everyone's been really respectful so far. Uh, no one's posted anything <laughs> other than me and Nikki. Uh, feel free to post whatever you want. Maybe not whatever you want. But, you know. <laughs> relevant relevant to the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Better Call Saw returns for its first episode of its final season. Part one of its final season. Uh, this Bob Odenkirk starring prequel spin-off to the phenomenal Breaking Bad has done the impossible by being just as good as its parents show. And we're looking forward to seeing where the story goes from here when it starts on Tuesday the 19th of April on Gosh, Netflix. That's exciting. That's only next week. <laughs> yes, it is. Also on Netflix... Is the long-awaited return of Natasha Lyonne, uh, Orange is the New Black, American Pie, in Russian Doll. Co-created by Leslie Headland um, from Disney Plus's upcoming Star Wars Acolyte TV show and Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec. The first season was a crazy Groundhog Day riff, following a woman trapped in a time loop on her 36th birthday. Well, this season looks to be more time travel based. And we can find out more when all seven new episodes drop on 20th of April. Oh, cool. So yeah, that's uh, that's everything this week, I think. There's quite a lot going on in there. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about what you've been watching this week? What, uh, what have we watched this week? What have you watched this week? <laughs> uh, I watched some Married at First Sight. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. We don't talk about that. Married at First Sight. Uh I don't know. I don't, I don't really remember what we've watched this week. <clears throat> I watched all 12 episodes of a Legend of Mo- Max uh, sorry, Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime. Um an animated series and sorry, adult animated series uh about Dungeons and Dragons style team of uh, rag- a, a ragtag crew of losers who who are doing jobs and um doing crazy mayhem. Mm. And yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I tell you what, I am looking forward to, and we've not mentioned it, but uh, we've seen that trailer for that new David Attenborough stroke dinosaur crossover, which is oh, going to yeah. Apple, which is going to Apple, right? Prehistoric Planet. Yeah, yeah, I'm really yeah, a uh, collaboration that. with John Favreau, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. from The Mandalorian and uh, Lion King. Yeah, and David Attenborough is narrating it. Yeah, I know. Lots, so many dinosaurs. I can't wait. I think that's going to be really, really fun. And we just watched the first episode of the Dairy Girls, haven't we? In the new oh, season, my goodness, which yeah. was I, a corker. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil the huge cameo that they have in the first episode of Dairy Girls, but it, it, I couldn't believe it when I saw him. 
I honestly couldn't. No, it was a really good. It was thing. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, cause it could, a homicidal cat and uh, all sorts of fun. Yeah, but if there's something you're watching that we're not watching, drop us a message on our Facebook page. Drop us a message um, on the. Uh, you can direct message us as well, can't you, on the Facebook page, um, or you can drop us a message on our Twitter account, which is I am JDB Podcast, and don't forget to join our public Facebook group. Uh, I am uh, friends of I am JDB. Um, there's loads of you on there. If you're listening to this, it'll make me really happy. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for your support. Um, listen to us on Apple. Obviously, you can listen to us on the podcast, uh, Player of Your Choice. If you listen to us on Apple or, or Spotify, please rate us and leave us a five-star review. It helps other people find the podcast more easily. Yeah. Please follow or subscribe to our podcast. That means you get the next episode straight away as soon as it drops. Exactly. And then there's more jackals for you. <laughs> Jackals for all. Yes. So with that said, it's goodbye from me. Bye from me. And, and send, send it, it to, to the, the internet. internet.